Hello, my Starlights. Once again, it's Black Star in for another episode of my podcast. This one will be going over the movie. I guess now it's a franchise. Um, with the second one coming out. It may go Pacific Rim. It is one of my favorite movies. Mostly because it's the two things I thoroughly enjoy about fiction. Giant robots fighting things and giant mos- giant monsters getting fault. Uh for those who don't know, Space Rim came out uh, a couple years ago. I think it's 15? 2015? Um, I don't know. But later this year, Pacific Rim Uprising comes out. It's the second movie. And I'm very much pumped for that. Pacific Rim is a movie about there is a dimensional rift in the Pacific Ocean along the Pacific Rim. Um, which is a uh, the Ring of Fire around the Pacific Ocean for the tectonic plates and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it goes. Uh, through this rift, giant monsters dubbed kaiju, which, shit, means you're a giant monster. But anyway, uh, kaijus come through this rift and attack our planet. The solution that mankind came across since all other weapons didn't work with them was these giant robots. My giant robots, they're giant, giant robots. Uh, I think... Category 5. It never said how... Yeah, I think Category 5 was 50 meters. So... Maybe 40 meters tall? 30 to 40 meter tall uh, giant robots to fight these kaiju. After the first one was successful, the whole world came together. The whole world came together to create these robots. Uh, after the first one was successful, they started the Jaeger program. Jaeger is German for Hunter. Because nothing says worldwide progress like having a Japanese word and a German word come together to be like, nope, see, we're bilingual, we got this. Um, so then the kick to this giant robot system is that the neural strain of piloting a giant robot with this brain interface that they developed is much too strong for one person, so they have to split the load. One pilot takes the left hemisphere, and a second pilot takes the right hemisphere, and together they do a mind meld and pilot these robots to help save mankind and save the world. So, that's the narrative just in the movie. Giant robots fight giant monsters. Period. Like, that's that's the movie. Um, so then, you get Idris Elba as the major. He's the worst person getting together. Because essentially, the Jaegers become less efficient. Um, they won all their fights. The one left and right, uh, a pair of brothers were the best around. Um, Jaegers became treated like superstars, like rock stars, Jaeger pilots. Uh, these brothers, like they're they were born and bred. I think they're from Boston or New York. I don't remember. Either way it goes. These um, rough, tough Americans fighting on their whole life. So they're natural-born fighters. They're brothers, so they're naturally born to link their mind male capabilities. So they're the strongest, best combo ever. Um, so, but they also play by their own rules and do their own thing. So the movie starts off with them fighting a category three or a category four. I don't remember. Um, but uh, that shows up and they save a boat in the process. And in the, in the middle of this, they get jumped by the kaiju that they were fighting. Uh, I think it's Arrowhead. They gave them all names, which I didn't realize that until I 
saw the toys and started watching, I was like, oh, I know they actually named these things. Because, like, the kaiju only show up for maybe 30 minutes. Not 30 minutes. Like, 5 or 10 minutes. Like, they show up enough, like, kaiju's here. Let's fight them. This is a cool fight. Kaiju's dead. So, like, and there's always one at a time, so there's never a need to name them. Uh, so the way it goes, he gets jumped. Uh, brother dies while they were connected, which is really jarring for him. I guess it's, I shouldn't sound condescending, condescending, because I can't imagine how horrifying it would be to know what it's like to die without dying. Um, but yeah, his brother was still connected when he was ripped out and killed and, uh, dude piloted it back by himself, uh, and then passed out and then pretty much retired to go work on the Great Wall of the World. Um, it's a coastal wall to protect the, the cities from kaijus because since the brothers' defeat, kaijus have gotten stronger, or at least more better equipped to deal with Jaegers. Um, so they started losing. They started losing left and right. The kaiju pro the Jaeger program became non-efficient manner of battling the kaiju. So, most cities had opted to end the Jaeger program to stop funding them and instead to build a coastal wall, which is like, think of Attack on Titan in China. So, like, just a wall around the oceans to keep off the kaiju. Uh, so, dude just goes and works for that. It's pretty much like, it's a very, very bleak situation uh, because it cuts to the remaining brother. Um, pretty much working in the wall and the foreman's like hey so bad news three guys fell off the wall um uh, three guys fell off the wall they're working on the upper levels and died um the upper level i guess is the more uh profitable section to be in um which i guess makes sense because it's the where you can actually die um you know hazards of the job all that jazz but, so he's like, so, bad news, three guys fell off the wall today, fortunately died. Good news is, three new spots just opened up, who wants them? Um, and then that's when, that's generically when the story starts, he gets picked up. We find out that the Majors got five, got the last five remaining Jaegers uh, that were, it's the Russian team, a Japanese team, Chinese team, not Japanese. Russian, a Japanese, an Australian, our American guy. And Australian uh, assholes, Chinese triplets, Russian cool dudes, cause Russian him. Oh, my LD4. Uh, and then watch the movie for the rest of it. I'll try to be. I'll I'll cut I'll cut the spoilers there. Um, so we there's the. Russian Jaeger. Uh, we get to see five Jaegers throughout the course of that movie. Um, only two of them really hog the spotlight, I guess. Um, there's a Russian Jaeger, which is big, cast iron, beat him up. It has a uh, piston for his punch, because, you know, everyone loves a rocket punch. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, watching the theater for the first time, me and me and my buddy Max got super excited because it just wails on the. It grabs uh, one of the kaiju by the throat, just punches him in the face twice, pulls back, cocks his arm, and then punches him again. I'm like, ah, that's so cool. Um, 
you have the Chinese Jaegers or Brother Three Man Attack kind of a thing, triplets, uh, which was weird because watching it through the first time, I didn't know until I watched it the second time. I thought that the Jaeger was special because it was piloted by all three of them, because it's got this cool, uh, it has buzzsaw hand or hands that can turn into buzzsaws, and then it's special that it has a third arm that springs up and can also do a buzzsaw. So I was like, oh, cool, like because. The major was like, yeah, the, the, the brothers from China, from Beijing or whatever. Like, they're master of this triple tornado attack or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Triplets, like you guys are brothers, but there's three of them. I hope they have this cool, like, three-ring sync thing to make it to make it more awesome. And they have this third arm thing, so I thought that's how that works. No. Uh, so, it's Red Tornado, I think it's called. Um, but it's Sleek. Relatively quick, has a pivoting uh, waist section, like spin fully around. Uh, that comes up, that's pretty cool. Then you have the Australian Striker. Uh, it's pretty neat because it's the only Mark V ever made. It has a nuclear, no, it's not nuclear, it's electronic uh, generator. It's the fastest. I think, and I, th I don't remember what his weapon is. I think it has blades, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember it fighting. I know it fought twice, twice, but I don't remember how it fought. Um, and then we have Gypsy Danger, which is the main character. Got retro, got refitted and retrofitted from the beginning. Uh, it's the one you've seen all the trailers, the big glowy center chest thing. Uh, that thing's pretty sweet. Uh, we has its main weapon is a plasma cannon, um, which I kind of wish I would explain how that works more. But it's a plasma cannon. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, fires charges. Uh, I guess since these runs off, it's nuclear gypsy danger is the only one because it's an old school mark of. Three or four or whatever. Um, it's it's still nuclear powered. Um, so it, you know, probably uses the nuclear energy for that. I don't know. Most things don't use gun physics. So that's also the first thing I think of when I think of how things should work. So like, those physics make sense. What do you use? Uh, and it has two other armaments that you can watch the movie to find out for. That's kind of spoilery. Um... Gypsy Danger's pretty cool. It's a good main character Jaeger for the things about it that make it likable. Uh, and then in one of the flashbacks, we get to see the Japanese uh, Jaeger with a special trait, which you find out about that for. But its weapons, as far as I can tell, is it has like eight missiles in its, uh, at least eight, like eight or ten missiles in its chest compartment that it just opens up and then it launches in a barrage at them uh i think that one's max's favorite uh is that one of the russians i think my favorite is the is striker but i don't remember all i remember is thinking that i wish there were more variety because they've shown a bunch of different jaegers and like the montages for how jaegers were developed and all the other jazz um so I really wish we could have just gotten more than just those five. Especially for like as big as they were. Like seems like every major country has one. 
or had one back in the heyday. Which we could have got more heyday fights, heyday scenes. Um, and then the, honestly speaking, way more effort went into the kaiju. Um, which, part of it's like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, a kaiju is a monster, you can make anything you want. A Jaeger is a giant robot. You are limited to keeping it being a giant robot. Because um, you have Spearhead in the beginning, who's kind of squiddy, I think. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the rest of its body. Um, Civic Realm was made during a time, and definitely, definitely took advantage of a time when you didn't pay money to see the things while they fought. It's the same issue that I think everything pre-Transformers had. Um... I think the first one, honestly, where if two things that were heavily CGI or heavily animated or whatever were going to interact or if it was going to do anything remotely like jarring, you did it at night, you did it during the rain, during a dust storm, during a snowstorm, anything where you can be like, oh, no wonder it looks like crap. It's uh, all this dust and dirt in your eyes and blah, 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 blah. So, like, very rarely you can see a lot of the fights in like pristine here's a fight happening daylight um so it has pretty much has a hammerhead and sharp teeth and i think it has a squid body i don't remember um good for piercing first anti-jager um kind of probably then you have a and the next one we see is a honking brute kind of uh kaiju it's a giant gorilla dude uh then there's a skinny um paratrix one propterix i think it's a good word for it one uh all the kaijus have really good adaptations that make them that make them all very specialized um one can fly one has a spearhead Another one can spit acid, as well as doing something else. Um, they unveil three of them at once. and But we don't get to see them do most anything other than just exist. Um, but there's I'm definitely looking forward to the sequel. Hopefully they put a lot more energy into these new kaiju. Because, da, 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 the next one is called Pacific Rim Uprising, comes out in March or May, I do not remember. Um, either way it goes, it appears the theme of this one is Team Battle. It's, uh, we got five, yeah, five Jaegers this time around, and the main sequence of them fighting is them all in the line fighting at once. During the day, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be sweet. It's a uh, the main character is a major son, which they need to explain that because I'm gonna be like, nah, y'all, how much time passed between this and that? Like, I want, can like, you don't have to make them related. He can just be a different dude. It's already bad enough that like you're trying to shoehorn attached to the first season. I'm like, no, like it's the movie ended. You ended it. It's very easy to be like, well, no, round two, 
the rim open back up, whatever, that's fine. But don't attach it to something that doesn't have to be. Especially because there are much better attachments of it to make. Anyway, it goes. You have a re you have a remap version of Gypsy Danger. Uh, well, just watch the ad on YouTube for what the new ones are called. I think it's Gypsy Revenge. Um, appears to have appears to be thinner and maybe a little smaller. Um, I guess it's it probably just is called Sleeker. Uh, say armaments. You have one that has uh, plasma whips. You have one that has the thing I'm most interested in seeing is a it is a giant flail. Like it's not a giant flail, it's a regular sized flail for them. Um, but it's a flail. And I'm very, very curious what makes it special. because um, it looks like it's think of like a turbine engine, but a ball of spikes. Um, so I'm very curious if the engine looking part of it actually like can propel it kind of like the uh hyper hammer that uh attorney has and first gun has um then there is gypsy blades blah blah, blah. i think there's one that has buzz sauce too but then i can't remember what the fifth one has um but this one's definitely more team battle more Look at us, we can do stuff, we're more advanced. And I think one of the trailers showed Gypsy fighting another Jaeger. So I'm hoping that we can see a Jaeger and Jaeger fight. Because part of the reason why I was excited about the first Pacific Rim is that I was like, cool, finally get my Gundam movie. And they're like, no, it's actually more Evangelion. But if we get Jaeger versus Jaeger and it's done well, we actually might be okay enough for them like, okay, you guys to make a G-Gundam movie and it might be, this might actually be pretty good. Cause you can do G-Gundam, but you can't do real Gundam. But T-Mex fighting, it's going to be cool. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to this having a better story. Um, I'm not a huge character person. Um, like it takes a lot for me to like the character. It's part of why I liked, um, Iron-Blooded Orphans, they did a good job of making all the characters important. And, like, I knew, especially in Season 1, I knew most all the characters' names. Um, which, like, never happens for me. Especially for something I've just watched through once. Um, but, like, I've taken in varying opinions about Pacific Rim, and I do agree with them. A lot of the story is very check box and tick marked like okay uh we got love interest which to my, in my opinion they need to be there um especially because it's i wouldn't say it's forced i would say it's very largely part of i came here to watch robots fight giant monsters i don't give a shit about this chick over there she can go do her thing whatever just Whatever, you guys are bonded and that's why you guys are better, blah, 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 Whatever, it's fine. You don't have to tag. Just just keep fighting robots. Keep keep fighting things. Um, the monsters have... Man, I actually do feel like they did a much better job with the kaiju than the human side of it. Which is really weird. 
people like to equate it to, I've heard a lot of equations of it to Independence Day and why that was compared to Independence Day. Um, but I think it's probably because a lot less time well, I definitely know the reasons for the dissonance between the two of those, that a lot less time was put into the human side of things versus, like, Independence Day was a lot of things leading up to the climactic moments. And, like, you got to feel and remote and do those things with them. Whereas in Pacific Realms, it's kind of like the train's always moving, and one of the stations that it's pulling into is these climactic moments. Where it's like, oh, right, gotta have the pep talk, whatever. Um... Because there's a speech it gives at the end that Max really loves. And I'm pretty sure I remember Ian the theater being like, okay, yeah, whatever. That makes sense. Let's go. Um, I didn't remember specifically they were telling me reference back to him. like, that scene wasn't that important. Like, the scene was important. The impact wasn't felt. Um, canceling the apocalypse. I'm like, man, that's a good line. which was delivered better. Or in a different scene. Um, the funny part's funny. Um, I very much enjoyed... Charlie Day, I think his name is. I'm excited he's going to be the next one. Though it seems like he's going to be the only one in the next one. Which is weird. No, his uh, rival scientist is going to be in it too. So I'm like, everyone you could have gotten, you got the scientists. I mean, I guess that's cool, that's fine. But like, I'm putting in the people being awesome. I'm going to be like, nah, son, let me show you how it's done. And then just like, lay waste and go ham with some dudes. Um, but whatever, it's fine. I actually, I guess I have to go to rather no one be in it. Because when there's, when you have no ties to a sequel, you are much more free to do things. When you have ties, you're thus restricted because they're now, a, you're creating a set of rules that I feel you have to play by. I.e., by making the dudes the kid's son, you have, you are factually giving it a timestamp. And you also have to explain where he was during the course of the series, if he was if he was alive for it. By having the scientists be in this series, you're now saying, okay, how much older are you? Okay, it's been factually this amount of time. You're now constricting yourself of how did the things that take place between these two movies exist within this time? Like, I guess, technically spoiler alert, but not really because there's a sequel. I guess... Not always. Uh, but they win at the end of the first one. We'll just stick it with that. So they won a failing program. They're... Before this thing happened, which, granted, happened under the radar. Um, because every country and every people were like, no, no one will support you anymore. We're shifting all our efforts to this border wall. Even though, like, an hour earlier we saw a border wall get destroyed by Jaeger. A huge chunk of the city slash area being destroyed before the Jaeger was eventually taken down. Or before the Kaiju was eventually taken down. You're like, no, 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 no. We're going to keep funneling money into the coastal wall. Everyone agrees that this is the best course of action. We can't keep doing the Jaeger program. Um, and then sort of like, dude, sorry, you're on your own. You have, you have like X amount of time to shut down. Uh... Either that or they just had that much money left. So they're like, alright, well we're going to do one last ditch effort to save the world from these kaiju. So you have a program that is on its way out. That accomplished its ultimate goal. And in some short amount of time. 
they not only developed, but also built at least five more units that have varyingly different capabilities than any other Jaeger that we, the audience, has seen before. And they are ready to go in the event of this current uh, snafu. Granted, there is the benefit of... I don't know how long the first Jaegers took to be built. But, once they were made, like, like once you make the first one, you can upgrade them very quickly. So I don't know, and it's, you have, you have the added benefit of like, well, it's not lost technology. They can easily make five more. But my problem is that these are upgraded, pre-built five. Possibly. Um, we don't know time, enough time scale. But they, they pretty much were like, so... X day, first Kaiju attacked, went on for like a week before we were ready to kill him. And then we thought it was over. And then X months later, a second Kaiju attacked. We killed it in a little longer amount of time. Then the Kaiju program was, was suggested, or the Jaeger program was suggested, started, finalized, produced, killed a Kaiju in a day. So, cool, we now have a way to fight back. And then... X amount of time, Superstar, Rockstar, The Falls, story movie ends. So we don't know the entire window of development and production, blah, blah, blah. I just find it weird that they kept going with the Jaeger program after they are, after they are no longer needed, necessary. So that's going to be a thing that I hope they explain more. Um, that I want to be told very exclusively, very upfront, and... No definite terms from the movie. I just want it to be, to be made apparent to the audience. Like, this is a movie to be a sequel to a movie that was about fighting monsters and giant robots. If I get that up front, or at least made decently aware of that, we're good. We're cool. But, like, don't... I don't want to go in looking for a story when there's not going to be one. So I really don't want them to act like there is. Kind of a thing. But I thought that I would be disappointed either way. Just, like... If it's a movie with a story that has giant robots in it, that's cool, that's fine. If it's a movie about giant robots that also has a story, that's cool too. Don't make it a movie with a story and then fail out the story because you're banking on the giant robots for carrying you. Like, if you want to do something, do it right. If you want to just have it be a tool to get from plot A to plot B, that's fine too. Because the problem I've had with adopting the thoughts and ideas about the first Pacific Realm as I've come across things that I've come to agree and feel like Pacific Realm is not a great movie. It is an awesome, fantastic, monster bash fight em up movie. It is not a good movie movie. Um, mostly because I watched it with Max in the theaters, had an amazing time. I love that movie. I bought it the week it came out on DVD. Watched it with my buddy Kelly because she hadn't seen it. I'm like, no, we're watching Pacific Rim. I love this movie. I was watching it with her. I'm like, this movie is actually kind of boring. If you're not like, if you're not already hyped going into it, it doesn't do a grand job of picking you up. And that really was like, huh, that's uh, a weird thing. And I guess that's a like, part of me doesn't know if it's a flaw of the movie. Or if it's a flaw with me, like, oh, now that I've seen this movie, 
like these things aren't excited for me. But I'm also like in a head going through like this is a very cool scene. I remember being pumped for this scene. Why don't I feel that now? And I think like halfway through the three quarters of the movie, I'm just like, was I excited for this movie because Maxwell's meant to be? Because I is this like there are some movies that are really really good party movies there are some movies that are good sit back and watch movies so like i was really thinking and like i think pacific realm is like we're together we're hanging out we're puff let's watch a movie about fighting robots and like yeah this is awesome this is great and it's not a hey let me show you this movie it's 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 not necessarily a strike against the movie because it's it does what it was made to do. And it's I don't feel like it's good to fault something for not being what you want it to be when that's not what it was made to be. And small aside, that's a problem a lot of people have. You can't force your ideals of something onto something else. Just because you want a rock to fly and be a bird, it won't make it a bird. Um, it's, ter it's terrible at being a bird, but it's great at being a rock. So don't give it points because it's not a bird. Uh, so... I, I, I guess I, have to, I need to watch it again with my crew and then see if we can feel jumped and gassed, jumped and jazzed about this thing. Because we're definitely going to watch it close to Pacific Rim to Uprising coming out. Because we're like, alright, just watch this one. All the things are fresh in my head. Let's go critique this movie. And I'm like, I'll know 20 minutes in if it's an action movie or if it's a story movie. And we're like, nope, brain's turning off. Time to just watch Robots Be Robots. And love it. Um, so, I guess those are my two main points about Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim Uprising. So, that's my review of the movies and my excitement for them. This time, I'm going to go into the technical side of the Jaegers from what I remember. Because in some ways they are really cool, in some ways they are really weird. And I don't know who thought of those designs of them. So... Pause and stop now if you want, or you can keep going and hear my thoughts on it. Either way it goes, have a good day. So, the thing that we get to see the most often is their walking system. Uh, Jaeger pilots are stationed in the head units of these, like I said, 30 meter-ish tall units. And the way they walk and move is with a like the number of gears has to be different but it's a pulley system so they're attached to their legs to their feet four pulleys because each person each pilot's foot left foot goes to one of their own and the right foot goes to one of their own so they're just like manually walking and i'm just like that, that, that can't just, like, hold through the whole thing of it. Like, that makes no sense. Because it's going from its head all the way down to, what, its waist? Like, how is it split motion and movement thing? So that never really made much sense to me about that. We have... It's... They control their hands with these... Energy disc things like it's a physical disc 
that you put your hands through. And when the mind bell gets done, they're free floating. And you have your fingers and you have your palm pilot thing. So then you. That's how you control the arms. Like it's because you're in a mind meld uh, with their fellow partner. It moves its hands. You, you're, you always move your bodies in sync along with the. What's it called? The drift is strong and deep enough. Um, never chase the rabbit. Stay focused. Uh, so, like, that's how you control all the things that it does. So, you have you have your own heads-up display, which, asterisk, love, I wish I knew her name was, but the AI for Unleashed Gypsy Danger in the main base is voiced by the same woman who voices GLaDOS from the Portal games. Because I was watching the theater, I was like, oh, that's GLaDOS! This is amazing! That's not me terrified, but this is amazing! Um, because GLaDOS should voice everything. She, oh, I was way off. Um, so, small aside, while talking, I looked up the height of Gypsy Danger. Uh, so I'm gonna get a good look. She is 79.2 meters tall. So I was way off. Way, way, way way off uh it i thought so geez louise 80 meters okay for those who are interested in some reference uh first gundam is 17 meters so it is more than four times bigger than honestly the upper end average gundam that's so nuts no wonder it's... Ah, man. Okay, so... Those are huge cities, and... I guess why towers are everything. That's kind of mind-boggling. Uh, and 2,000 tons. It's a ton of tons. Um... So... Anyway. So, part of me is also like, yeah, that's... The part of why their Lex system doesn't make any sense to me. It just... It makes no sense. Anyway, it goes. Um, the hand thing is weird. Because it... One of the weapons... Cause I, sorry. So many thoughts rolling through my head at once. I'm trying to get the important ones out first. I believe there is a keyboard. A virtual whatever. Had that haptic screen display. Because they show them actually punching in coordinates and things. So there is a screen... There's a keyboard, and they can scroll through to select their various armaments. Um, I'm also having flashovers to build fighters, because build fighters have the same orbs, except those orbs. No, they're not making that less sense either, except for those they're orbs. They're orbs that buttons. Um, but it also isn't made to be automatic one-to-one -one ratio crap. Um, but, uh, so yeah. Then, jeez, my mind's blown. So that's always been weird for me. I'm, which I guess is also weird for me. Because I'm coming from a, we sit in a cockpit. We have pedals that do the thrusters. We have two joysticks with various buttons on them. With 
a laptop keyboard for programming things. But um, in Gundam, it is at least referenced and described in multiple locations why that system works. Like, yeah, it you might have it is two pedals and the button thrust button uh, joysticks for all the random thingies, but they have an operating system. They have an OS. They have a if you go whatever quarter stick left pedal in and then rip back like that's a juke thruster shoot like that's how all these things work and you can program in different things versus just this have the hands i guess another problem with it is it's the same issue i have with the uh like g gundam follows a very similar system where the cockpit is just a camera system and all the controls are a bodysuit that moves one-to-one. Um, but that at least you have the... No, it's just a set of neural sensors and things. With the whole, let's roll it with physical, but not physical, uh, set of motion thingies, you get a weird, like, why are you doing it this way? Plus, part of me is like, just coordinating motions between two different things it has to be weird in general. Because, like, machines, I feel like they're not made that way. Because it's, when you get in the cockpit, you can walk around if you're not in your station thing. There is a, uh, arm that comes in that hooks into your suit so that you're kind of floating in space a little bit. So that you can walk over and put in the t- your feet into the pedals, hands into your thingies, boot up. With both pilots ready, engage to drift, your mind melt, your mind melts with your partner, vice versa. Do you get a single cohesive drift sync compatible? 90 plus. You guys go. One mind, two bodies. Let's go right after three bodies on the count of the Jaeger. So you guys just go. So like that's I guess it's kinda cool. It's just it's a split the workload kind of a thing. But I feel like it kind of would have been better if they rolled in their games kind of style, where it's just two people in a room or a terror system to inhibit a single body thing. Just as, like, it's like you don't need two processors processing at the same time to split load, I guess. You can just have them just split, like, you only, I don't know, it's like you only need the brain to be the brain. You don't need the physical parts of it. You don't need the whole body system going through. So I'm really curious to see... No, because I had those two. Because I tried a bunch of different scenes where both pilots are jumping and doing weird things and all the things together. So I guess technically I'll be okay with it as long as they don't have the same pulley system. Because every time I see them go through and doing it, all I can think is that they're literally lifting this 80-foot-long rope uh, pulley system that has to go up and then down and then go. I'm like, no... Even if not, it's still the weird for the body. Um, I guess it also might be better if they weren't located in... I know Gypsy Daniel's in the head because there's a nuclear reactor in their chest. I think Strider's in the same place, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Gypsy's only in Jaeger. We really, we really have to see a lot. Um, but Gypsy's old. The oldest one, too. It's Mark III. Um, but... 
There's that poor monsters, has good fights, has good dialogues. Um, the humans could the human side could have been better, but for what it's the parts that were good were real good, and the parts that were not good were just forgettable. So you can take that as you leave it. Um, but some people I know really enjoyed them. I didn't hate them. I just was like, eh, that's not that you mention it. Eh, it's a little iffy iffy. But that's that. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, I suggest you look up Pacific Rim. It is, it is a good, let's go have a party with my friends and watch giant robots fight giant monsters. It's not necessarily cheesy, but it gives you a good sci-fi fight. And then watch it for that, because it's really cool, it's really enjoyable. And then when Pacific Rim Uprising comes out, let's go watch it in theaters together. And then I'll make another podcast about that and be like, so that movie was amazing. It was awesome. It was exactly what I thought it would be. And cut to a small clip being like, this movie's going to be like, except for this is when I would say that this movie's going to be awesome. Uh, it cuts back. And I'm like, yep, it was exactly what I wanted it to be after I figured out what it was going to be. Because <laughs> it's going to be one of two movies. And it's either going to be a, nope, this is a sequel to Pacific Realm. Or it's going to be, this is us making a new version of Pacific Realm. And I really hope that it's a sequel. Because I want it to be one thing. I want it to be awesome. I want them to do a good job with it. And I want them to do a movie because they're excited about making this movie. Not because they want the money that this movie will make. And yeah, you can, you can say about that whatever you want. But I'm still going to stick with the main of like I just want people to make art again and not make money. It sounds bad and it sounds weird. But most people... I feel like we'll agree that you can always tell the difference between I made this because I'm excited about it and because I made and I made this because I wanted a paycheck. There's sometimes they overlap and that's fine, but you can always tell when I made this because I wanted to and made this because I wanted food. There's a difference and I'm really hoping that it's the primer instead of the former. Uh or former and latter. It's a proper way to say that. Either way, it goes. Those are my thoughts on Pacific Rim. Take a swim, take a dive, enjoy and embrace the drift. Uh, thanks again for listening to my podcast. Once again, you can check me out on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under the name Supersonic Blackstar. Um, so trying to figure out a title, and hopefully I might have one, so it's not just the name of myself. Uh, give me a like, give me a subscribe, comment on my Facebook. Uh, for other topics you want to hear, thoughts about this one, what your favorite Jaeger was, if you're excited about Pacific Rim Uprising, what your favorite kaiju was, are you thinking that they're going to do a better job and have more kaijus this time, are you excited for the possibility of a Jaeger-Jaeger fight, because I know I am, either way it goes, thanks again for listening, have your all a great day.